0: Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off and support the podcast. Join me right now on Kumite Radio is Nathan Reddy. He will be fighting on September 8th at Hex Fight Series 16 versus Parminder Singh in a light heavyweight contest. What's going on, Nathan?
1: How are you going, brother? You going good?
0: Good, good, man. Um, It's good to finally get you on. Yeah,
1: sorry about last week, man. I was just on um, Fight Camp. It just takes over your life.
0: Definitely, man. I understand completely. Uh, Let's kick it off. Uh, You're a champion of multiple promotions throughout Australia. Could you break down for the viewers and the listeners what accolades you possess?
1: Okay, so right now I hold uh, UFN, so Urban Fight Night uh, Light Heavyweight title, and I've defended that once. That's two times champion, and also the Wollongong Wars uh, Light Heavyweight title. What is the
0: future of those titles?
1: Well, now that I'm over at Hex, um, I've got a few fights lined up with Hex, so hopefully they can uh, line something up, and I wouldn't mind one of their titles for my mantle also. But uh, obviously, like everyone else in Australia, I'm trying to push my way into UFC like everyone else. Um, that's, the, that's the ultimate goal. If it, if it means no more titles, it means no more titles. It means just get me straight there. I'm happy. If I've done what I've had to do.
0: You started your career later than most fighters nowadays. Yeah. um are you more urgent to push up and get the bigger fights compared to the guys you know that are younger
1: yeah also get the bigger fights but in saying that if you've started young you obviously you don't really go to are 40 years old when you're young right because your injuries and everything else I mean I started at 29 but I've got a bit of uh sporting background with rugby league and and boxing and lucky for me touch wood I've had no injuries I've I've been Injury-free, I've always had the proper physio and proper chiro treatments and all the different little remedies that we that we roll into. But um, I've been lucky enough not to have no injuries and now I'm feeling really good. Every year I feel like I'm getting too old that I think if I think of the number. But every year I feel fitter and fitter and stronger and stronger. I feel like I'm still almost getting to that peak and I feel like, you know, a couple more years, I'll always say, you know what, a couple more years, a couple more years, a couple more years, but we'll see. We'll just have to just roll with it like we do with everything else.
0: Definitely. You... Yeah have had a very successful and destructive amateur career how helpful was that when you decided to turn pro
1: oh, i definitely built the confidence up well uh, yeah, so i worked out 6-0 amateur and it wasn't just 6-0 walkovers it was 6-0 tough fights where fights what i wasn't supposed to win I, and i knew when i rocked up to the promotions and i'm fighting guys that are already undefeated 3-0 and you know, it's my second fight in two weeks and I'm like, oh, man, I've done jiu-jitsu for about six months. These guys are winning competitions. And I'm like, I'm going to have to really, you know what? And most of the most of the, thing, most of the things that pushed me through those fights in Desi Amateur was your heart. And you can't train heart. You just push through with your heart and and, and you just don't give up. I, most of the time, I won in the third round just by not giving up. And just push through, push through, push through. And I ended up grinding out a win. So, yeah, definitely built the confidence up. And, um, yeah, pretty happy with
0: that. Yeah, once you turned pro, you kicked off your career with two first-round finishes. Your confidence was high, but your confidence must have been at an extreme level at that moment, right?
1: It wasn't that. I think I was a bit – by the time I got – realistically, if you look at it that way, I was Mm 8-0. So I was through eight fights. And and mind you, I didn't have no structure in my training. I was just training because we were supposed to train. You see all these different UFC fighters doing all the different training regimes. So I'm just putting myself through hell every day. So it finally caught up to me. I feel like it caught up to me and, and, and no discredit to Jimmy Crew. That guy's a legend, awesome kid. Definitely deserves your scene. I feel like he's gonna go a long way. I just didn't turn up. This, in this At that level, you have to turn up. He turned up the fight, I didn't turn up the fight. And that's what happens. All credit to him, buddy, he, he knocked me. Which is all good, happy days. And um, From there, we all sat down, all my training partners and my coaches, and we sat down and got a structure in place. And the next four files from there is, is, is history. I've, I've even got some submissions under my belt now. So I'm actually getting real versatile and getting some tools in the toolbox. So real happy with what's going on right now.
0: So that your only setback of your career was the, the turning point, basically, for what you are doing now.
1: That's exactly right, yeah. Yeah, well, you can, you can either take a loss and, and cry about it or take a loss, have a look at it and see what, what exactly went wrong and work on it. So that's what the, the you're going to do. There's no point in crying and whinging. Just get back down to it, knuckle down, and get the work done.
0: You mentioned that you sat down with your coaches after that loss. What changes exactly did you make? Because you reeled out four in a row.
1: Yeah, so one of the major things that happened was I actually trained more sessions. But now my midweek, my Wednesday, I have completely off. I don't do anything on Wednesday but rehabilitation. And I go to Cairo every Wednesday. Every Saturday, I'll go get dry needling. It's more about looking after myself and not running yourself into the ground every time. You start getting a bit older and wiser and knowing that you don't have to drill yourself every single day. It's about getting the work done. But if you run yourself into the ground every day, you're not going to learn nothing and you're not going to progress. Yeah. Also, there's another big thing that happens. People seem not to fight when they're not in fight camp. So it's, I, I've never understood that where all our team and, and the, the guys that I train with, even when I go gym hopping to other gyms, even though I my own, own gym, we go around to like Gracie at Spinning Grange and, and Grange old school boxing. We have, a, we have a thing where you don't have to grind. You just have to do the work. It might be a skill set day. And you just do the skills, but you, you're just you're going through the motions and you're getting that, that skill set down, you know, rather than not training at all until there's a fight like the old school guys used to do. Um, I feel like that's a big turning point for all of us, yeah.
0: Do you see a lot of guys, even young guys nowadays,
1: over-training? Oh, it doesn't stop. It really doesn't stop. They feel like that they've got to do so much more, but they, especially the amateur guys, man, um, they got to understand they're doing three, three minute rounds. That's nine minutes of fighting, and you're getting two minutes of rest in between that in, in that temp like nine minutes of fighting. So why do you have to run for seven hours? Like why do you have to do this? Why do you, yeah, It's all good to run, but you just put yourself through hell for no reason. You should be fit for that nine minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So you sort of got to, you've got to sort of pull everyone back and sit everyone down. It's, it's a constant thing. It's a constant reminder. I've got to get reminded. I've still got to get reminded. I still feel like I'm a week out from my fight now, Nelly, and I'm like, Fuck, should I just push one more hard session out? Should I just, maybe if I just do like, maybe I should go for a run. I just said to the boys tonight, I just done a big spa, sparring session um, at lunchtime and a bit of pad work, light pad work uh, in the afternoon. I thought, ah, oh, should I do that 7K run? And they're like, man, <laughs> everyone's like, mate, relax. Like I'll do it on Saturday, and they're like, "What are you doing this like?" And I have to sort of—they've got to remind you of exactly what's going on. Luckily, we've been writing everything down as a structure, so I just got to keep looking back at that. And yeah, it's all right. its all just plays mind games on yourself. That's all it is.
0: In your last outing, you successfully defended your UFN title via fourth round submission. That was yeah. about seven months ago. What have you been doing since then? Nah, uh, seven months. Has it been seven months?
1: Yep, February. Oh, wow, it is two seven months already. Well, true. There you go. Well, you know more than me. <laughs> yeah. So it's been seven months. Um. Well, in saying that, I've had two fight camps and they've both fallen through. So I feel like I feel like I've had this one long fight camp for this one fight. Um. Yeah. You know what? Um. All credit to Randall Ray. Also, he's top bloke. There's not many. Actually, I shouldn't say there's not many. There's not many guys that ain't top blokes in this sport. There's a lot of good guys. Um. When I first started uh, amateur fighting, we needed a goal. We needed to set a goal for ourselves. All right, who do we want to reach? When you're an amateur fighter, you can't go. I want to go UFC. USC. Okay, you sort of got to understand. You've got to have a bit of um, realty about it and set your little goals. So my goal was to eventually fight Randall Ray. He was always fighting. So I was always in his fights watching him fight. And I'm like, man, this guy's always fighting. He's always beating people up. And I said to me, trainer, all right, let's set a goal. We've got, we got to get to Randall Ray. And... Four years later, we finally got we finally got the call up to fight Randall Ray. And I was like, man, this is like a, it was a big moment for me. And I was like, man, this is crazy. And out of all the fights that I've seen, I actually trained with Randall Ray's train, uh, coaches. We, we're actually training partners as well. They're actually good guys. Ashton Suman, legend legend guys. Um, they actually changed his little game plan up. I've watched him fight his whole life. And he, when he came out to fight me, it wasn't the way to Randall fights. And I was like, I oh, mean, <laughs> which was good. But I actually I actually liked it. I actually enjoyed the fight. It was a good moment for me. I had to adapt to what was going on there and then. Um, it was a very technical fight, so I was, I was very happy with myself, especially to get the submission.
0: Now you're set to face Parminder Singh at Hex Fight Series 16 in Melbourne. Not much is known about him. Is no, it better that's... to enter the cage without any preconceived notions about your pr- opponent?
1: Yeah, well, you know what? It can go both ways, right? I mean, sometimes you can overstudy a guy and you sort of think he's going to do something. He'll change a game plan the last day and he'll change like Randall Ray and change his whole... Fight plan and change like and fight completely different, and and it might put you off, off your guard. But I'm going to go in there and know that I know he's a southpaw boxer. And he's had he's an of amateur and and a few pro fights. So um and also like I said, being a southpaw, I'm just going to have to mix it up on him. Come from a boxer background, he hasn't got many. His actual MMA stats say that he submitted someone, mm-hmm. but when you go back and look at the fight, wasn't there was no submission. It was, it was actually like a TKO. It was. Very random fight. I don't want to to say too much about it, but I'm over there. It was uh, different. I just don't know if he's ready to jump in the cage yet and mix the different skill sets up. But hey, all credits to him. He put his hand up and he's coming over. Not many guys are doing that these days. No one's... We actually had a few guys from India pull out. They've actually had massive records. and 13 and 4 and 13 and 6. And they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then pulling out. Where um, Har had one fight. Obviously, he's got the boxing background, but... He's confident enough to come over here, so I'm all credits to him. So I can't take this guy, lightly.
0: You are considered the favorite for this fight. Is there more pressure for you when something is expected of you?
1: I don't read into it too much about the whole who's favorite. To be be honest with you, I'm always thinking that these guys are bigger, faster and stronger than me. And that way, you have to be on your game. The moment that you don't do that is the moment that you get knocked out. And I'll prove that.
0: (laughs) In the last year or so, what aspect of your game have you expanded upon the most?
1: Definitely my wrestling and grand game. Yeah, definitely. Hands down. Also, I've been adding in a few little sneaky, sneaky little taekwondo sessions. So oh, we'll really? This. Yeah, why not? So, so we'll see how that goes. You
0: getting your, are you are you doing the splits now?
1: Oh. <laughs> Maybe not. Nah. Nah. <laughs> Bit of blood sport in there. Yeah. Nah, definitely ain't doing the sweets not by purpose anyway all
0: right before I let you go I wanted to ask you about the whole XFC title situation what's going on with that
1: yeah honestly I've got really nothing to help you out with there um I went up there just for just a bit of show face no one expected me up there I just sort of I bought my own tickets and flew myself up there just to pretty much start a fight (laughs) I couldn't get a fight anyway so I pretty much had to start a fight in a good way in a, in a nice way. And then when I went up there, the guys that were supposed to fight, obviously, like I said before, they, they both pulled out on each other. It seems to be the light heavyweight thing to do these days. Um, I, I don't really know what to say I don't want to bag all these light heavyweights. They end up beating me up. But it's just, you know what? Sometimes not fighting and, and trying to protect the record is, is actually worse for you because what's going to happen is you're going to fight all these guys that you know you can beat. You're going to finally make it. Okay, good. Good on you. you got, you're 10 and 0. You finally made it to the UFC. Now you're fighting someone decent. I don't understand the point of that. I'd rather fight everyone decent now and know when I get to the USC, I'll fought the, the tough guys. Yeah? And then when you get there, you got that, you got that bit of confidence back in your back of your brain.
0: September 8th, Hex Fisers 16. Nathan Reddy will face Parminder Singh. It's going to be a good fight. I know you're eager. You seem eager to get in there and get um, your hand raised one more time.
1: I'm down for it. I'm down for it. I cannot All right, wait. Thank
0: you, Nathan, for your time, man. Thank
1: you, John. Much
0: appreciated. Use coupon code Kumute Radio at checkout to get 10% off and support the podcast.